Hello, and welcome to Future Forward Podcast, an unusual tech dialogue about the advancements and innovations which are going to affect your everyday lives today and in the future. Brought to you by Mazdar City, a world-class innovation hub and a pioneer in sustainable urban community in Abu Dhabi. I'll be your host, Steve Severance, Head of Program Management and Marketing, and I'll be joined by Ali Al-Sayed, an incredibly funny Emirati comedian, and together we'll meet awesome experts and change makers to answer frequently asked questions on the hottest topics to keep future tech on your radar. Not only that, at the end of each episode, I'll be putting Ali to the test to see how much he's learned. Ali, how are you today? We're going to talk about the metaverse. I think this is going to be a fun one. Have you been to the metaverse? I have not been to the metaverse, and this is scary to me. But we are, are actually going to be joined by someone who's a lot smarter than us about the metaverse today. Uh, her name is Timothy West, uh, and she is the Vice President of Augmented Reality and Virtual Reality at Unity Technologies. And Unity Technologies is the world leader in real live 3D applications. I didn't even share what that means, but I know the people who do uh, gaming, virtuality, augmented reality, but as well as industrial applications and buildings, all kinds of people use the Unity platform. Timony, welcome. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. So why, why don't we give the floor to you first? Because I think that besides Ali and me, most of the people listening will have the first basic question. What is the metaverse? And, and then secondly, why do I need to know? Right. It's interesting. I, I've been working at Unity and Augmented Virtual Reality uh, for seven years now. Uh, we were there in the earliest days supporting uh, the, the first headsets. Obviously, we know the Oculus, now the Meta headsets and, and the HoloLens and all the other hardware that you may have heard of. But people only really started talking about the metaverse like a year and a half ago, I think, at most. And before that, it was just a word that was from a book from the 80s that, that people knew and loved that worked in tech, but it wasn't it wasn't a word that people use regularly. And it's got me thinking a lot about why this word is so popular today and what it means. I, I First, spoiler, I don't really know what the metaverse means. I think it has a different definition depending on who the person is and who the, uh, who the company is and, and what their goals are. But what I think everyone, the reason why people are talking about it and trying to explain it and the reason we're on the podcast today talking about it is because there is a change that's happening in terms of what computers can do, right? This is the first time we've really actually had virtual reality that you can buy, you know, for Christmas and you can play with your friends. You can go and be standing on the moon and, you know, be shooting space pirates. You can, you can uh, be wearing augmented reality glasses and be able to actually have overlays and, and see, you know, it's kind of the dream of what we were hoping computers can do. Now, I'm not saying that it's perfect and I'm not saying that we're there yet 100%, but we're starting to get there. We're starting to, in the same way, you know, the early brick cell phones didn't seem anything like the Star Trek transmitters from the 60s. You can start to see that there's a, a thread there of how, how computers are changing and enabling the tech that we wanted to have them have the whole time. So when people talk at the metaverse, I think what they're talking about is how computers have changed today versus even 10 years ago. So <clears throat> just to take a little step back in time, you know, originally computers were huge. They were the size of a room. They were mainframe computers. And then they got smaller. They got on a desktop, but they were at work. And they kind of moved to our home. Uh, and that was the era of like the personal computer in the 80s. 
And then they got networks. So then we had the rise of the information superhighway, which is my favorite term to describe the internet that no one uses anymore. I really feel like we should bring that one back. <laughs> Surfing the information superhighway. Remember that? The 90s? I think, I think, we, I think we can do it right here. This is, uh, I mean, our show is listened to by so many people, Timmy. You're going to bring back information superhighway. Nice. Nice. All right. And I, I will look forward to seeing you there. I mean, the point is, though, it was kind of a flawed metaphor, right? Like, what does that mean? What's the information superhighway? How do I get there? And what is what does surfing it mean? But it kind of spoke to the promise of what would be possible with the internet. And now we use the internet every single day and we don't think about it in terms of a metaphor. I think that's where we are with the metaverse. We've got computers that uh, can do things like object recognition, facial recognition, voice recognition. They can track you. <clears throat> They're so fast now that you can put on a pair of goggles that has two tiny little high fidelity displays and it can track your head in such high fidelity. You feel like you're really in the space. Like this is what computers are able to do today that they weren't able to do even five years ago. And I think all that put together is what people are calling the metaverse, but actually in the future, I think we'll just call whatever we end up calling it something much more basic is my guess. Less of a metaphor. Highway. Highway. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) We'll get back to that metaphor eventually. So, yeah, so I I know that's not a great, that's not a concise definition, but I think when you focus on what computers are capable of today, and by computers, I mean, I mean, even your cell phone is a computer. We call it a cell phone. I don't know why. Because I understand that, you know, some of the older people with cell phones actually use them to call other people. What? You can do that on a cell phone? I mean, you're just supposed to text. You're only supposed to communicate through text now. But you can right. <laughs> actually, you can, you can use that thing and, and you can hear their voice and you can respond to it in real time. Wow. Hey, man, stop spreading rumors, dude. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, it, we're, <laughs> we're supposed to tell the truth on the show, Steve. If we called it an app, the kids would do it. I mean, honestly, I was actually talking to my daughter the other day. And she said, I said, well, we're trying to arrange when I'm supposed to drop her off. I'm like, can you just call your friend? She's like, Daddy, that's so awkward just to call somebody. Yeah. Just to just just to call and ask what time I should come over to their house. You don't call people for that. That's rude. <laughs> I have a question for Timothy because you were talking about all these little things, the voice commands and all that uh, to do with the metaverse. Now, me and pretty much most people on earth only heard about the metaverse. Um, when when uh, Zuckerberg came out and said, we're going to call our company Meta and, yeah. and whatever. And he started explaining it. And that's when the metaverse started becoming a conversation. Here's why it's scary, because we heard uh, about the metaverse from a supervillain. You know, it wasn't. <laughs> so you, you, when you said seven years, I said seven years. And they said there was a book in the 80s. I said book in the 80s. And yeah. so, so you've been in it in, in a, a more positive kind of. Uh, you know, light. But for us, we really heard it from from a supervillain. Um, so I'm very skeptical about it. But uh, what I'm Allie, we we are we have just we have just lost our sponsor. We've just lost our biggest sponsor, Allie. I was about to spin it. I was about to do the money moves. <laughs> okay, spin it. Get get the, get the sponsor back, Allie. Get the sponsor back. We're getting it back. Listen, what I'm saying is what I'm learning um, in, in these podcasts is that. There's always a uh, a Batman, if you will, that is mm. that is also behind the wheels trying to trying to guide this. Um, how is the metaverse um, not going to repeat what uh, what social networking has done and what we're learning about social social networking today? Um, how is it going to be safe to be in the metaverse? Um, I, what I'm understanding is that we're we're being asked to be a lot more engaged uh, with the metaverse than we are with social media, for example. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, that's a fantastic question. And I think it's top of mind for a lot of people. I don't necessarily <laughs> agree that, that, uh, that Mark Zuckerberg or, or Facebook or, or sorry, Meta are, you know, villains in this story. I think, um, I think what, what has actually happened is that people have humans, like the human race suddenly has access to each other in a way they never did, right? This is what happened with the rise of the internet and the rise of, you know, cell phones slash portable computers. Suddenly you can talk to anyone about anything. Um, and it turns out we didn't know this because we've never, ever had this ability before in the entire history of human <laughs> civilization, you know, last 40,000 years or 10,000 years or how long. You want to, I mean, we've never even had humans be literate until the last, like, 50 years, right? Like even to be able to communicate with each other in this scale. And what we, we didn't really realize is that we have no, we didn't have a pattern of how do you be a kind human to someone else when you can't see them, when you don't know what they look like, when you don't see their face, like when you're, you know, and then this led to really bad behavior when people felt like they were talking to nothing and they could just go off. And that's how you have internet trolls and, and, and people being really vicious to each other and just sort of ignoring. They feel like they're talking to a screen, a screen that isn't human. And instead they're talking, there is of course another human on the other side and that leads to all sorts of abuse and bad actors and, and a, a host of problems that have kind of plagued basically the internet since, since it became popular. Um, I think there is a sense of generational literacy that will just kind of help smooth that out as, as you know, you have digital natives who are online and, 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 you know, have their own way of doing things like Steve's daughter, you know, dad, you don't call, you do X, Y, Z. They're coming up with their own patterns of how you, what's, what is good behavior look like? So I think that's, that's a start. It's probably just a, you know, it'll, we'll, we'll learn over time and we'll adjust. Uh, it's only been 20 years, 30 years that uh, this has been popularized and, and consumer grade. But I do think too, I don't believe that everyone's going to spend all of their life in augmented or virtual reality headset. Uh, you know, maybe AR glasses once they, once they look like this, but I don't, you know, I expect people will go in and out of virtual reality as part of their day, the same way we're now on regular computers and sometimes we're on our phones and sometimes we're on our tablets. It's just in their tool and tool set, if you will. But I do think that the the one thing that that virtual reality does better than any other type of computer is allow you to feel like you're next to someone else who is an actual human being. Right. I, if we were all in virtual reality right now, I would roughly, you know, know how tall you are. We could see each other, communicate. We could stand next to each other. We could, you know, it, it really gives you a sense of the other person actually being human in a way that literally no other type of computer can. And I think that itself also helps with a sense of good behavior and acting, you know, like kindly to one another. And, and uh, I think that that is probably one of the greatest strengths that virtual reality has over over any other medium. I mean, every every medium has has its strengths, right? Like, uh, phones are great for checking Twitter. Uh, computers are great for for writing long emails, and virtual reality is great for actually feeling like you're next to another human. In in the next steps, because I think you've described a uh, an unbelievable uh, path from. I mean, I'm old enough that the first computer game I ever played was Pong. Nice. If, if, yeah. you, if, if you remember that one. So Pong, and that was a great breakthrough because you could actually bring it in, hook up a set to your TV, and you could bounce a, dit, a dot off a line. Yep. And that was the game. Where Crazy. you bounce a dot off a line. Crazy. Now you're putting on VR glasses, and you're playing Call of Duty, uh, and you're getting it. And, and your advancements in what home computing has done over the past 30 years have been unprecedented. Uh, unfathomable, really. But do you just see this as a continual evolution. And the next step in virtual reality might be I get into my virtual reality suit. So when I'm playing 
a game of, uh, you know, Call of Duty or whatever I'm playing that I actually feel like a shot coming to me or I feel uh, that I can, when I move, you know, the screen moves with me almost that I'm in, I'm in that in a way that's much more immersive, even than just the headset can do for you. Or I could, I could feel like I'm hugging my parents and actually feel the presence. Uh, Is that possible? I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I, I think it's pretty unlikely. Honestly, there's a lot of work being done right now. I mean, yeah, you could always just wear a suit that could kind of like, the, do you know what haptic feedback is? It's um, basically just means that it, it moves. Like, for example, if you're playing a, a video game, uh, the controller will like kind of rumble sometimes. That's haptic feedback. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. on your phone, you know, if you if it vibrates, that's considered haptic feedback. Just means that it's a physical feedback. So they have actual like vests and suits you can wear. And I've tried some on that will kind of resonate with sound. or And it, and it certainly does help. It makes it feel more immersive. The question is like, how much do you actually need? Like, are you going to be willing to put on a suit? Like how, how good is it to like be worth it to be putting on like a scuba suit? Right. Um, the other option of course is, is neural input, which, you know, brain control and so on. And that's not as scary as it sounds. It's not like in the matrix where you're plugging. Something <laughs> in your what do you mean? It's not scary. <laughs> well, the, the way that uh, it works right now is um, they basically, you usually wear something on your head that's just measuring your brain waves. So it's not that invasive. Uh, also, that's and, every 80s movie, like every 80s sci-fi movie. There was a tin that you wear on your head, yeah, right? Exactly. Is that what we're talking about? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's definitely a stereotype. We won't get to the Matrix point where he's sitting there and he's about to betray his, you know, it, 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 you know, the, the rebels, and he's going to betray uh, betray them all. And he says, "I know the stake isn't real, right? I know that we're not real. <laughs> I mean, I, I know this cigar is not real. I don't care. I don't My care. brain thinks it's real, and it tastes delicious." Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I may not have gotten that line exactly yeah, that, right, but I know I, I, but I, I think that was a reenactment. That was not paraphrasing. <laughs> it was close. It was close. It's kind of the weird dream of humans, right? To be able to be ex- like that. Is, that's kind of, if you think about it objectively, how weird are we as like a species that we're like, you know what? I just want to exist in my own, like in a, in a, a world of, of, of humans own creation. Um, I think, you know, it's possible, but at this point I have, I have friends who are neurologists and biologists and we can't even map an entire human cell. Like, let's just say it's going to be a couple of centuries at the, at a minimum. Yeah. Can we talk about a couple of platforms? And I think that what things, things people have heard about, but may not understand something like sandbox where I understand uh, I could live next to Snoop Dogg for 450,000, <laughs> yeah. which I think even if I bought that plot next to Snoop Dogg for 450,000, I'd have just as much chance of getting invited to his parties if I bought the plot next to him in Beverly Hills uh, for, right. for 10 million or 12 million or whatever that would cost in real life. But that's actually a pretty significant chunk of a real life expenditure. And yeah. I read a fa- I read a fascinating article about avatars that broke into an art show, and they destroyed NFTs. Uh, and somehow that was I didn't know how you could destroy an NFT because I'm because yeah. I'm not sure because I'm not sure how it, to explain. So could you explain us a little bit some of the platforms that you're hearing about, uh, and then a little of the buzzwords around? You know, many of our our, list, our listeners probably don't know what an NFT is or sure. what or what the hype is around right. around those right now but they seem they seem to go together nft feels like it's part of the metaverse although it may be something completely completely different 
I think uh, NFTs, which are which stands for non fungible token, which just means it's a basically it's a, it's a unique digital code. That's it. Like end of day, it's a unique digital code. That's kind of the, the basics. Um, I, I think that that and virtual reality and let's say like robotics, self driving cars, whatever, all this this kind of futuristic tech that's already here today is all kind of part of humans trying to make digital stuff more permanent, more accessible, more real, like, you know, so when you, when you think about you, like, if you think about the metaverse as that ready player one social space that we go into where we have avatars and we have belongings and we can change our clothes and hang out with our friends. And it's kind of this extension uh, of our world into the digital world. Then uh, things like NFTs that allow for that, um, the cool and real world scarcity completely makes sense. I think um, they're misunderstood and being misused uh, now, but I think that they make sense as something, a natural next step. And I think we'll eventually get to what people really want is, which is to have a digital good that doesn't go away. So in terms of spaces, you mentioned buying real estate in the metaverse. I think that's another attempt to, uh, to do the same thing, like really have a home, have a place that you can go back to that is your own. The problem with, Almost everything I just mentioned now becoming <laughs> uh, real <laughs> or really working. And I think it the way people want it to, that's, it is real. Uh, but the, the concern is that there's no um, arbitrator of, of who gets what, right? Like, so all of these things are popping up now. They're individual silos, like Sandbox, you mentioned that. So you can buy real estate in this one and you can buy real estate in that one, but the two don't connect at this part. Like you can't take your NFTs from one to another. NFTs are, you know, they're on OpenSea or they're on a Nifty Gateway or whatever, or, you know, there's different tokens. There's, it's all, funnily enough, in an attempt to be decentralized, it has all ha- become basically like immutable. Like it, it's either here or it's here or it's here. And you, can, you, you choose your platform or multiple platforms, but you can't take things between them. And I think until we get to a point that you can truly have interoperability between these, then everything will just be kind of a standalone attempt. And I think that's okay because I think you need to test out the, the technology. Remember like back in the 90s again with a, it's so funny, I keep mentioning the 90s, but it's sort of the new era. I love the, the 90s. 90s. I, was li- okay. <laughs> I, was, I, was li- I was living in the Bay Area, uh, an amazing place to be. I joined the Peace Corps and went to Moldova, oh, you wow. know, a country, a country everyone has only ever heard about now. Uh, oh my yeah, God, and, Stevie! But, sound like someone who would play the play the guitar shirtless on a beach. I was doing that just before I came over here. Like I, I put a shirt on, I put down my guitar, I walked off. Just the beach, randomly just, pull out just, a guitar and be just like, for this hey podcast. Hey guys, well, this is Oasis by uh, Wonderwall by Oasis. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna play it randomly. <laughs> thank you. Also, thank you for making sure you had a '90s song. So hey, okay. Man, I, Sorry, Timothy. I think we, I think we broke in on uh, on, on your, oh, no, what you're saying was really interesting about. Okay, you have multiple platforms you know, to use. Uh, not quite a '90s analysis, but maybe a '2000s analysis. That if you had a MySpace page and a Facebook page, right. these two and a classmates page and a LinkedIn page. Now you and and you know that there is no communication between those, and you need to and your investment in. The metaverse, which is just, to me, the way you're describing it, is a better, more immersive experience than some of these current social platforms. But, but if, you, if you pick the wrong one, if, you're, if you were all in on MySpace, 
you're kind of, uh, you're kind of gone. Exactly. Yeah. I was thinking with the nineties with AOL, where everything was walled garden or they were trying to make it walled garden and then consumers themselves were basically like, we don't want this to be like, we don't want a walled garden. And they kind of pushed the internet back open again. And I think that's where we're at right now. We've got all these companies. I, I, it's, it's just part of like how, how to technology evolves. We've got these companies who have spent billions of dollars innovating on hardware and software, and they want to see a return on investment. So they create their own wild gardens to get that return. And then, you know, consumers are like, we don't want this. And then, you know, it's just kind of the cycle of, of technology. And I think that's where we're at right now. Honestly, also someone's got to build it. One of the coolest things I think about um, virtual reality uh, today is that we're seeing a new kind of mm, app, I guess emerge and it's like not a game and it's not a social network exactly so if you see like vr chat or rec room or um facebook horizons which are all, all made with unity funnily enough um there you go and you might like play a game together you might like have a it's almost more like an amusement park really like a theme park that you go to and there's a bunch of activities you can do but really the, the key is that you just want to hang out and i don't know what to call it because social network seems a little too it's not like you're like favoriting things and resharing them, right? You're just hanging out with people. And I think that is going to be probably the the next kind of big kind of app that people hang out in. And that then that begs the question, like, how can I go from one to another, one world to another, right? Are people primarily hanging out with their friends or are they hanging out with strangers? Yes, you can go hang out with your friends, but you can just meet, you can meet anyone and have shared interests. It's kind of I think it's a little bit more like Reddit than that way where you than Facebook or the meta uh, where like you go find people who have similar interests or similar things in common and then you can go hang out. But then, you know, sometimes it might just be kids hanging out with kids at school. It's all over the place. Just like, just like the rest of the internet. Do you see Starbucks just taking over the metaverse and having one every three blocks? Be honest. <laughs> I mean, I, the strategy worked for them in the real world. I guess the question is, this is, I think, when I'm super excited and interested to see how this works out. How do these brands, these known and loved brands, translate their value prop to the digital world? Like, you know, it makes sense. Like, I think actually some some fashion brands are killing it right now. Balenciaga and Gucci, they've all done uh, really interesting stuff. But it's easy for them because it's not just about selling clothes or shoes or whatever. It's about a lifestyle. It's about a world. They're used to thinking really holistically about the brand that way. And so you, of course they can go just create a digital space. that's an extension of this world, the lifestyle that they're selling. Uh, what does that mean for Starbucks? So you're not, you can't drink coffee in the metaverse. So what, what do you, what, what do they want us to do? What is, you know, if I go to McDonald's in the metaverse, what is it, what does a digital world look like? What is, what is the natural next step for us? It sounds to me like, and maybe I'm a product of my own society, but it sounds to me like it's it's going to hang out at the mall. Mm-hmm. And there's just like, a, you know, a bunch of random things and random people. Um, but you might have the courage to actually talk to strangers um, that you wouldn't like it, at the mall, for example. Yeah. Is, and I mean, the mall, is, the mall is like next level. So I think, yes, that is actually a great metaphor. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of room for creativity. But yeah. are, are there some things that we're just going to say, oh, this is for the physical world and maybe it's Starbucks and McDonald's and, and, and other things, but that are only suited for the physical world? I think that um, is possibly true. I mean, it's certainly like the 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 um, 
the things you do, like in, in reality, it doesn't translate. You're not going to eating and drink. I've, 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 you know, play acted eating and drinking and, and virtuality. And it's not, it just feels weird, <laughs> frankly, you know, but, but I mean, I think this gets back to the question of, I've seen things in virtual reality that are more beautiful. I mean, just, you know, uh, on par with, I've, I've seen, and it's, it, it tends to be much more personal too. I, I once saw a, a, a visualization that I had seen in my own dreams. And I realized that someone else must've had a similar dream or had a similar mental and it's not something that I'd ever expressed to anyone or told anyone about. And that was crazy. Another time I played a game where I could fly and you go run, 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 jump, and you kind of jump on the wind, which again, in my dreams is how I have flown before. And it was just insane to me that these are not things that you could express or even, even show to someone else. But once you're in virtual reality, you realize that humans kind of have similarities in terms of, of how we think we should fly if we were ever to fly and, and, and how we think, you know, ribbons of color should move through space. There, there are, beautiful things that can be seen in virtual reality. I think to, to, to get this back to brands, there are things that they could do that would be interesting experiences, novel to them that would be worth it for other people to experience, but it's up to them to actually try to make that translation. It's not going to be easy. You know, it's not something they're used to doing. I, I think where there's two areas I want to touch on just with Timothy before we, before we finish up here. Uh, one is safety. Uh, I think that around the internet, there's been a lot of uh, questions around safety uh, from sexual predators to uh, Nigerian princes with, with con artists to uh, phishing to, to your computer. Uh, and especially as a father, it's, it's something I worry about. How, what can we do to make sure that we're safe when we're exploring the metaverse or taking advantage of the new technologies that are coming? There's this, Amazing saying, and I'm going to mess up. I'm not going to be able to recreate it like you have with the movie scenes around, um, like every piece of re- legislation, uh, is, is, is written in blood, something like that. Like you basically just have to learn as you go is the point, right? Like there's, uh, the crypto theft thing was particularly fascinating because I do, a lot of people don't understand the technology, frankly, they don't understand blockchain technology and, and oh, good. First person to mention blockchain. Thank you. Which we've got, we've got like a whole conversation about the metaverse and now finally blockchain comes up. So, good. Uh, so, <laughs> so you will, you will explain blockchain in 30 seconds in a way that all of our listeners will easily and quickly understand. Uh, basically it's a kind of a, like a, a game of telephone. If everyone was really good at repeating and never, no one ever messed up. And the idea is that everyone agrees on what it is that you've got. And, and, and again and again, people write down it down and add it to this long list of things. That's the ledger. And the idea is that it, because it's decentralized, because it's um, behoven to no nation or no government or no regulations, it allows you to do things that you, you couldn't do with conventional, with conventional, uh, in this case, we're talking about currency blockchain can be used for other things. Um, but the downside is then, you know, there's, there aren't those protections. Like, I mean, you know, the great depression in America, at least, uh, was partly the result of there not being legislation to protect small banks. And as a result, America has long had insurance for small banks to make sure people don't have their homes and lives destroyed. So now when people steal, you know, uh, cryptocurrency, it's like, wait a minute, there should be a law against that. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's why. (laughs) I think I think there is I think there is a law against stealing cryptocurrency, like stealing other yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. But, but what about the metaverse? Like, is there somebody regulating that? Is there a government? Is there like a law enforcement? Can you become a like a, a, a metaverse cop, like for real, <laughs> though? like with with, with real authority? Yeah. No, not right now. Uh, I, I, one one thing though, 
to keep people safe, like safe from like bad actors. So just like general harassment, I'm not talking about the stealing stuff, but just, you know, getting griefed in, in, in VR, for example, a lot of the, um, like those spaces I was talking about, they're kind of social networks and kind of more have a, a bunch of tools basically to, so you can, you can basically just disappear someone. Like if they're, if they're giving you grief, you can mute them. You can kick them out of a room if you own the room or you can kick yourself out of the room if you were, you're not in that space. So there's, um, a lot so of how these- do I sign up exactly? <laughs> now we're you're saving the good stuff for later come on i want this feature on teams calls for work i'm oh, like yeah. oh no no I, I i you're giving me a lot of action items i have just disappeared you i've disappeared you exactly yeah if you look at enforcement for facebook and all the people they have around the world and all the languages and what they've had to do in order to moderate content it's actually pretty incredible yeah. and there's and they're still not doing what what everything that they can or should be doing uh but you get to a limit of it's overwhelming and then you have bad actors out there that are difficult to uh to control so i've got one last topic that we just we couldn't get here if we didn't talk about it and it's sustainability at master city uh you know which we still invite you to visit at any time uh, we are building a sustainable uh urban development and hub of innovation and, and research and development in abu dhabi what would you recommend for us or for other people who are trying to create sustainable development uh, and innovation? What would you recommend we do as far as making sure we're ready for the metaverse and we're taking advantage, not at the individual level, but at the city level or at the, at the district level of this technology that's coming? Yeah, I think, I mean, it, it sounds like you're already ahead of the game just by planning ahead. Um, in terms of sustainability, and we talked about this earlier, I think there's... Um, a lot of it comes down to humans actually being able to understand the effect that they're having. So in terms of future proofing, you need to be able to ingest all the information you're getting from these um, uh, civic centers. Um, but then also just figuring out how to output it in such a way that people can understand it and see it and access it. Uh, thanks a lot. I mean, I think that's actually some, some good uh, feedback on where we are. I think we've done an outstanding job uh, for people coming to understand the sustainability, to see what we're doing in terms of renewable energy, in terms of electric vehicles, uh, autonomous vehicles. But sometimes that last step for us, we need to get a bit better at that final communication step, that, that in your, that, that ease of access. Uh, and, and because that's how people consume information now. Uh, it exactly. comes to them in real time. They, they expect it to be there constantly. And some of the physical world, where the digital world is there, we need to take that physical world, make it digital, and then make it consumable, make it understandable in a, way, in, a way that, in a way that real people understand and not just the engineers who have designed the, the city. Exactly. Yep. Allie, it's your favorite part of the podcast, Allie. No, no, no. no. We're you, not doing this. Not today. You know man. what time it is. It's test time for Allie, where we oh put Allie to the test and figure out how much he has learned. Put Allie to the test. My only question was, what was the metaverse before this podcast started? That is the first question, Ali. How would you define the metaverse? Okay. Uh, all right. So the metaverse is where um, Mark Zuckerberg goes to get a haircut. Because that's the Yes. Only yes. That is the answer we were looking for. That is the answer we were looking for. Okay. What phrase should we be using instead of the internet? Oh, well, this uh, is Timmy's favorite phrase. Timmy's favorite phrase. Information something highway. Information superhighway. Yeah. Allie, you're over two. What? Th- what no, does no, no, no. N- no, no, no. I get half a point for that. 
Okay, half a point because you got information. Okay. Okay. And highway. Number number three, what does NFT stand for? Oh, a non-fungible token. Next. (gasps) Finally, what is haptic feedback? Haptic feedback. Oh, I know this one. This is when you can actually feel it. Yes, there you go. Um, that I must and, say, um, we made the the questions were a lot tougher for uh, you today. Uh, this was fascinating. I think I think this was absolutely one of the episodes that'll be uh, most interesting. It was to me, and I think to Ali about how much we learned. Timothy, you obviously have a wealth of experience in this, and so for people who want to follow you, where can they find you? Yeah, I'm, I'm on. Honestly, I'm on most things as Timony, like Twitter, Instagram, anything. <laughs> LinkedIn, Timony. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you follow and subscribe to Future Forward wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us, review us, send us feedback. Tell your friends, tell your colleagues, tell everybody you know. You can also learn more about Manchester City and how we're leading the conversation around technology and sustainability at www.mazdarcity.ae. Until next time, goodbye.